0: Fantasy football today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at CBSI.com. Here we go! It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Eve.
1: Okay, so on Monday's show, we talked about the top five quarterbacks, but really made it a discussion about the top six quarterbacks. We don't need to do that with running back. It's McCaffrey, Zeke, Barkley, Kamara, and Cook in some order. I'm Adam Azer with Dave Richard and Jamie Eisenberg. And now for the first time in Rankings Week, or Top 5 Rankings Week, here's Ben Gretsch. What's up, Ben? How you doing, man? That
2: was a big uh, big intro. I feel like you just rolled out the red carpet for me to just jo-
1: to join the second show of the week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, and now for our I'm second excited. show of the week, Here's Ben. <laughs>
1: Ben, yeah, Ben's hosting this show. it's I Tuesday. Uh well, you know, I just wanted to just want to give him the, the intro that he needed. I can ask you the same question I asked the other guys. Did you get a, a goofy tie for Father's Day?
2: I did not get a goofy tie. I got some arts and crafts and things, which was great. I mean, that's that's my jam. I like them when, when my girls make me stuff. Cool. Uh um, well, they make happy it Happy Father's Day. Um, well, this is probably my favorite. My College Aww. colors, got the, the little dad heart, and you know, a few things like that here and there. Hey,
0: that's cool. I
3: thought they'd make you a data visual on AJ Brown in between <laughs> 10 and 20 yards down too. <laughs> we keep working these, on that still.
1: We keep getting these emails. fantasy football at cbsi.com is like this question's for Ben. I have AJ Brown. Should I keep him? Just kidding. Here's the real question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is what average draft position looks like right now on NFC the you know the high rollers of fa- of the fantasy world Christian McCaffrey first overall then Barkley then Elliot then Kamara then Michael Thomas and then Dalvin Cook but if you want to remove Michael Thomas it's McCaffrey Barkley Zeke Kamara and Dalvin Cook Jamie is is this difficult for you to rank other than McCaffrey at number 1 are the next 4 difficult or do you feel do you feel like you have clarity on it
0: I feel like I have clarity for myself, but similar to the quarterbacks, you know, I think it's like, you know, the the second group of guys behind Mahomes and Jackson, it's kind of, I think, any order for me, at least, after uh, Barkley at two. I think those two guys should be one and two, McCaffrey one, Barkley two, and then the other three can kind of be, you know, depending on who your personal preference is. I think Kamara is going to have a monster, monster season. So the only thing I, I kind of struggle with is in PPR, maybe moving, Mara, uh, even ahead of Barkley, but um, he's three for me in PPR. Dave, same question to you. As
3: far as
1: I'm not going to tell you what the question was. I'm going to make you remote. No, uh, do, do, is it easy for you to rank these guys or?
3: <laughs> no, it was not. Okay, especially Saquon versus Zeke. I think they're really, really close.
1: So how do you rank,
3: especially yes. in PPR? Zeke second for me. I'm going to take him ahead of Saquon Barkley and makes me a little nervous because Saquon is definitely younger and he catches a lot of passes. But Ezekiel, it's been pretty damn consistent for fantasy football. It's it's an easier case in non-PPR, but I've said it before on the podcast. I'd rather have the running back that plays the Giants twice a year than the running back that plays the Cowboys twice a year.
1: Okay, I think it better be careful what you wish for. The Giants run defense is good. Giants run defense might be better. I think it is better. I think it's the only thing better about the Giants. Is, sorry, what would you say, Dave?
3: Or it might be complete trash.
1: Their run defense? Yeah. I don't see how it would be. I think it's the only thing that that's good on the Giants on paper. Uh, well, Barkley's, Barkley's good too. The only thing better about the Giants than the Cowboys probably is their run defense. Um, how about you, Ben? Same question to you.
2: Um. Yeah. My my results are different, but I feel like I have a lot of clarity too. Um. I I am so. Jamie said he feels confident about Barkley too, and and Dave sees Zeke up around Barkley. I see Zeke in a tier behind Barkley and Camara, who are in a tier behind McCaffrey for me, and and I like Camara that much because. His profile is so similar to McAfee's in terms of the receptions and the, the the touchdown scoring potential, the the high value touches, the green zone touches that I'm always talking about. Uh, he only had six scores last year, and it was really wild because the two years before that, he and Mark Ingram combined for 25 touchdowns each season, and Kamara had like 18 and 13. And I know I brought this up before and he he said well we would have expected a regression from that. I'm not sure if we would have because of how much their team scores, running back score running back touchdowns. Um I would have assumed that Kamara could not score six touchdowns frankly. The him and Murray combined for 12 last year. You had the 25 those two years even before Kamara, you had 20 um, 24 the year before the Saints backs combined for and then you had at least 18 the three years before that in 2014, 2015, 2016. Um, so you can go back like five, six years before last year and the Saints back scored at least 18 plus touchdowns and in more recent years, it was more like 24, 25 every season. Now Taysom Hill scored seven TDs last year. And that's a big part of it. But six of those were receiving TDs on only 19 catches. I don't think he does that again. And even if he does have like four or five touchdowns again, um, I think Kamara's TDs are going to rebound in a big way. The the combination of him and Latavius Murray's TDs are going to rebound in a big way.
0: And I got bad news for you though. What's if there's no fans the saints are not going to be good i've heard that theory
1: <laughs> i didn't say <laughs> that
2: yeah I they can was... only play uh because yeah i mean they got those big home road splits wait Maybe let me let I, me I think, be clear i think
0: what we heard from the running backs coach is so true he did not look the same playing through those injuries last year kamara did not yeah so um i'm with you i would i would take him over Zeke in ppr well, yeah, a, I mean that's let me, the, be, let the let me be big of part
2: that. of this for sure is the the injuries. He had a high ankle sprain. The running back coach also mentioned a back. He he called it an ankle knee back, but I think the ankle and knee were related. But yeah, Kamara's talked about it this offseason. He said he was seventy five percent for most of the last year. And the running back coach he noted his quote was, Kamara's seventy five percent is better than a lot of guys hundred percent." So he was right. he's a competitor. He was going out there and playing. But his explosiveness wasn't there. His yards per catch especially were way down. His receiving yardage was way down, but he caught 80, 81 balls for <laughs> right. the third straight year. I think mm-hmm. this guy has a 100 catch potential yep. plus way more touchdown potential. So he's, he's my perfect kind of fancy man. Yep.
1: And I just want to clarify, I, I don't think they're going to be bad without fans necessarily. I just think the Saints are going to go 0-8 at home this year. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> so I just, let's set the record straight already. A um, couple things I want to promote. Actually, four things I want to promote. Number one, It's Tuesday as you're hearing this. We're recording this on Monday late afternoon. But Tuesday, that means tonight, Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern on Twitch. Twitch.com slash FF today. I will take these guys to poker school. We're playing poker uh, hosted by our friends at Faded Spade. Faded Spade Card Club is a new social poker platform offering free play and custom games. And you can watch us, twitch.com slash FF today. And not just that, you ask us fantasy questions. We'll talk football with you. Uh, throughout the show. Mailbag. you
2: bag- a babysitter this week so I can actually beat you at the final table? <laughs> don't need one.
1: Don't need one. I'll be done with you in an hour. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, we got a mailbag on
0: Friday. now? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Okay. Hopefully, I can finish in the top three.
0: Dave, I'm betting on you again.
3: Yeah. I don't know why you would do that. I've been getting the worst cards.
0: Well, the... I don't even I mean, know what I, an
3: ace looks like anymore.
0: Adam cheats, so I can't bet on him. Um... He's not here, so I won't bet on him. And uh, next week, next time you guys do it, um, if I'm not around again, I'll bet on Ben. So I'm going to stick with Dave.
1: They don't call me pocket aces for nothing, by the way. Because you cheat. Mailbag on Friday. (laughs) Send in your questions. Apple Podcast Review and email. Uh, The First Cut podcast, golf podcast, crushing it these days. And Travelers Championship, they got two preview podcasts every week covering daily fantasy, storylines to watch, sleepers, best bets, and picks to win. You got your sports line data wizard, Rick uh, G- Rick Gammon. I uh, don't know how to pronounce his name. He hit on Daniel Berger at 66 to 1. That's all you need to know. doesn't matter how he pronounce his name. He's an awesome expert. So uh, check out the First Cut podcast. And Ben Schrager is not here this week. He has a homework assignment. He didn't know who Chris Farley was. He's never seen Tommy Boy. I don't know if Tommy Boy holds up. I think it does. His homework assignment is to watch Tommy Boy and report back. So next week you'll find out if Tommy Boy is still funny to someone who didn't grow up watching it. I have faith. It's an amazing movie. Let's fill in the blank. We might have to call this a few of these the other than Christian McCaffrey fill in the blank. But the top five running back with the most upside is blank, other than Christian McCaffrey. Tomorrow. Yeah, thanks. Come Yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay.
1: Now, let me just say... I say this about Kamara all, every time we talk about him, I think. He's probably... Okay, well, hold on. Let me say something and then let me put a little like amendment on it. He's <laughs> probably going to have the fewest total yards of these five running backs. That's That has been the case with him. However, there is a chance that he gets more touches than we've ever seen because four games without Mark Ingram in 2018, he got a ton of touches. And then really, the, before his injury last year, he was on pace for over 300 touches, something like 220 carries, which would be just amazing for him. But I just have to point it out. he's he's He lags in total yards. And I right. always find it inter- interesting that so many in the fantasy industry, we don't love touchdown dependency. And we saw what happens with Kamara when he didn't get the touchdowns last year. He was disappointing. Um, and yet, everybody seems to be willing to Push that aside. Like he might have three hundred fewer total yards than uh, than Saquon Bar- uh, and Saquon or
3: Zeke yeah, or certainly McCaffrey. Right, 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 right. But McCaffrey.
2: his floor might be 30 catches higher. He's caught 80 passes three straight years. And a lot of these guys, you know, Zeke, I think, had fifty-four catches last year. So part of those I mean, in PPR particularly, the receptions just can can wipe away that total yardage concern. Um, but I I that's another big part of Camaro. We talked about kind of the cliff notes just a minute ago, but um, he started to get a bigger workload and hasn't really realized that yet because he hasn't stayed healthy enough. But Latavius Murray is now 30. They haven't really brought anyone else in. Um, I, I mean, I, they brought in someone else, a pass catcher. Who did they just bring in recently? can't even remember. Uh,
3: Washington, name. right? No, they no. still have Will. No, it's Ty Montgomery, the receiver.
2: Yeah, Ty Montgomery, that's right. Uh, but still, I think Kamara is going to play as much as he can, essentially, this year. Um, and he's never had 200 rushes. You just kind of noted that, Adam. He's never had 900 rushing yards because you know he was a rookie at first and, and was for the first part of his rookie year, he was the third back behind Adrian Peterson as well. And then 2018 alongside Ingram, um, but played a lot more when Ingram was out. And then last year he was hurt, but he's never really gotten that chance now as the guy without Ingram there. Uh, his splits though his snapshots were a lot higher with Murray than they had been with Ingram. So I do think if he's healthy for 16 games we're going to see over 200 carries for the first time and we're probably going to see him like I said push 100 catches and and really get more touches than he's ever gotten.
3: I would amend healthy. my answer for the who's got the most upside based on scoring. PPR I think it's Kamara but if it's non PPR I'm going to go with Zeke. Sure. Just because of the catches.
0: Mm-hmm. If it if it was uh if he was healthy last year I think he gets 100 catches.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, and yeah, so for first five games before he left week six with an ankle injury, Camara three he was on pace for three hundred and twenty three touches, one thousand eight hundred and sixty five total yards, um, and eighty three catches. So that would be great if they can give him that that work. It's not even like a massive workload. It's
0: just it's just comparable to the other guys. Okay, well, get 200, I, 200 plus carries. That's the question.
2: Yeah. The one thing I, I just want to also say that I love about him the guy played through a high ankle sprain and was still productive. He was RB9 because he catches so many passes. His explosiveness was gone, but A, he's tough. And B, he's going to get the types of stats that still count for you. I mean, I kind of just love that. It's, it's like a, a little bit less of a risk to me.
3: He's been steady around 12 to 13 rush attempts per game over the last two seasons. If he, again, the sixteen game question: If he gets, if he averages thirteen carries a game, thirteen times sixteen, it's a lot of carries.
0: It's just if <laughs> you're I looking at well
3: past two hundred.
0: If you're looking at last year, his best season obviously was two years ago. His points per game would have been second best behind McCaffrey, and he would have been the only guy over twenty. Uh, second only only guy over twenty besides McCaffrey. Twenty PPR points per game.
1: You're saying, you're saying Kamara's 2018. Yes. Yeah, but what about Barkley's 2018? That was over 20, wasn't it? PPR. PPR, Yeah, that's right. I I
0: think Barkley's got a higher ceiling based on his rushing potential, plus what he should be able to do as a pass catcher. Heath has talked about this a lot, which is certainly understandable, that with Daniel Jones and his rushing ability, comparatively to what Eli Manning is going to be as a statue, that the receptions may come down a little bit. But I still think if you're talking in what Barkley does as a total running back compared to Kamara and what Barkley should do as a receiver compared to Zeke, I think for me, that's why Barkley's too. I, I think Ben said it best. McCaffrey's in his own tier. I think Barkley and Kamara are in their own tier. And then Zeke is in a, in a, in a slight tier behind them. So they're all amazing. And, and, and Cook as well. They're all amazing. But I think it's almost like, you know, half a step down to each one.
1: Okay. I just want to confirm one thing here. Uh, 2018 was the best season for both Barkley and Kamara. Yeah. Barkley was a little bit better uh per game twenty four point oh six to twenty three point five three. And believe it or not that year Todd Gurley was the best uh running back per game. Twenty six point five seven fantasy points per game. McCaffrey was second. Okay, let's go to our next fill in the blank. The top five running back with the least upside is blank.
3: Dalvin Cook.
1: Yep.
2: I'm gonna say the least upside. Oh, it's either Cook or Zeke,
0: yeah.
1: Okay, the top five running back with the highest floor is blank. And please include McCaffrey. Oh, McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Okay, now ex- excluding him.
2: I think it's Kamara because the catches.
0: I'll say Zeke. I'll take Barkley.
1: <laughs> Make a quick case. So it's the catches for Kamara. What is it for Zeke,
3: Dave? It's workload. Great offense, safeties will never ever crowd the box, used in the passing game, incredibly consistent for fantasy. I didn't even bring up the schedule yet. I'm saving that for later in the podcast.
1: All right. And, Jamie, your case for Barkley with the highest floor?
0: I just think what he does, rushing and catching the ball, the fact, I mean, you know, again, you want to talk about playing through injury. uh, We don't know exactly when he was healthy, but if he was healthy at the end of the season, that guy was impressive (laughs) the final three games of the year with Daniel Jones. So... Uh, his twenty eighteen season, he was drafted number one last year um, for what he should have been able to do. It didn't live up to those expectations, but I think this is uh, this is very similar to say to uh, Todd Gurley what happened to him. Great rookie season. Obviously Barkley was better. Struggled as a sophomore. That was, I think, more a byproduct of the offense for Gurley than injury, like it was for Barkley. And then he came back his third season with a new coach and a better quarterback. And things really took off for Gurley from that point forward. I think that's what we're going to see from Barkley. Different scenarios, but just year one, year two, year three, that type of uh, explosion, I think, is coming from Barkley. Okay. And then the top five. And I think if you just talk about best running back, forget about fantasy. Barkley's the best running back in football.
3: Yes.
2: I agree with that completely, too. And Adam, you're about to ask who the, who the lowest floor is. And I'm going to say Barkley because of his offense. And I'm still like the way that we're, we're phrasing these questions. Like, I think he actually has a low floor, but. I'm still drafting him second because he's that good. (laughs) Like what Jamie just said, like he's the best running back in football. He's such an athlete. Uh, He's so talented in all phases. Like he has the, uh, Isaac Kamara has the same, or the the next highest ceiling behind McCaffrey, but it might be Barkley because Barkley could do something that we've never seen before. I mean, he's just that good of an athlete. Mm -hmm.
1: And lowest floor is, okay, yeah, top five running back with the lowest floor. Go ahead. McCaffrey. Oh no no no! The lowest floor, biggest, biggest bus potential. Oh, I'm basically. sorry.
3: Yeah, Cook has the lowest floor. Yeah,
1: Ben, you said Barkley.
2: I think it's Barkley. I mean, assuming health and and no holdouts and stuff. I, I think Barkley, just because of his offense, could you know have a low touchdown season and et cetera.
1: And I think that the catches are really interesting with him because he was. He, he, he was on pace for like 52 catches or something in the last five or six games, and that's when basically everyone was healthy. So all the wide receivers. you know, I, I'm guessing he gets around 62 catches. That's basically what he's been on pace for since the second four half of per his game. Rookie, season, rookie season. Yeah, about four per game. But the last six games of the year, he was on pace for 51 catches. Golden Tate played in five of those games. Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton played in all six of those games. Evan Ingram didn't play, but Caden Smith had 41 targets in those six games. That's a pace of 109 per 16 games. So, you know, it's a little bit of a concern. Maybe all these guys in the passing game, maybe maybe Barkley, like, honestly, he might have the fewest catches of this group of five. I mean, I would actually put him third. In catches?
0: Yeah, I would say it's a clear one and two with McCaffrey yeah. and Kamara. And then I would say Barkley's three. Uh, the other two are probably interchangeable, but I would say probably Cook over Elliott right now. And they were they were one catch difference last year, with Cook missing time. If Cook's playing sixteen games, he'll have more catches than Zeke. Right, but I think I think your sixty five range is probably correct for Barker.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll get into it a little bit more. Dave wants to talk about the schedule. I guess we have to pick these guys apart. <laughs> we haven't talked that much about Dalvin Cook. I guess um, he could. He was so so good at the start of the year last year. Um, and is he last for everybody by the way is he fifth dalvin cook mhm yep so that's it's yep. kind of interesting we'll find out why we'll take a quick break here also your emails later in the show at cbsi.com. we'll be right back the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Today. how How far ahead of the rest of the group is Christian McCaffrey in your minds?
3: I wouldn't consider anybody else at number one. Can't do it. Not after the last two seasons.
1: I think I asked you this last week, but you've got a $200 auction budget. How much for McCaffrey? How much for the next guy?
0: McCaffrey's 70, probably worth 70 Yep, 70
1: 65 for Barkley. Real close to that, yeah. Okay. yeah. It's just interesting that Barkley went ahead of McCaffrey last year in a lot of drafts. And I guess what has changed? You know, why, why is McCaffrey... I'm asking an obvious question, but I just want to... Let's just talk about it. Why is McCaffrey obviously ahead of everybody else coming off this great year, I know, but wasn't the case a year ago. So, you know, why is it different in your mind?
0: Well, I mean, he just went 1,000 to a 1,000, and he had 116 catches. So um, it's hard to overlook what he should be able to do again. He's still young. The offense, I think, is going to be still catered to him, especially with the quarterback situation being what it is. Um, he's going to be so involved as a pass catcher in Joe Brady's system so I I think you know to expect 2,000 total yards probably not realistic, but 1,800 total yards and you know north of 90 catches. Okay, I I, I think he he he's got the ability to do it all. Like as he told us on uh, on on CBS Sports HQ at the Super Bowl, he's an offensive weapon. He is the true definition of that.
3: Can you say that about any other running back? The Come 2,000 on. total yard potential, the 90
0: catches. Oh, potential. that the numbers no. I, I mean Barkley I maybe twenty eighteen Barkley, yes. But this version of Barkley has as Ben said in this offense probably not. But um you know, I, I think if if he stays healthy, you're getting probably eighteen hundred total yards.
1: I feel like okay, Barkley had a two thousand total yard season, right? Um yes, rookie year. Zeke did the same, I'm pretty sure, in his rookie year.
3: I feel Leagues like he's rookie year, he had 1994. He had 2,001 total yards in 2018. Yeah,
1: so he's had two, he's been around 2,000 total yards, or at yep. least on pace for that, in like three of his four seasons.
3: He had over 2,000 total yards in 15 games. And the 1994 total yards was also
0: in 15 games. And then but that was with yep. that huge spike in receptions for him. And it's hard to expect him to be over you know, Not in 2016.
1: Not in 20- and not in 2017 either. He only played 10 games. He got so many carries. Yeah, but now- carries look at the game.
0: receivers that they have now
1: but he didn't have the catches those other years. I mean, he's... The, the yeah, f- well, 2016,
2: their offensive line was insane. I mean, that's why people, right. again, we've talked about this, they were drafting him in the first round, and for good reason. Their six best lineman was a starter
0: on probably 31 other teams. And the loss of Frederick could be big?
3: Could be big. Could be big. They still have a really good offensive line, though. Great offensive line. I think and, only and the Saints could challenge him there, as far as a team with a better offensive line among these running backs. This is the first time in years... I've looked at another offensive line, and said, "Oh, they could be better than the Cowboys." Well,
0: what yeah, about the I'm Colts? Thinking that Too. I mean,
2: I've been thinking about the Colts. Maybe. I mean, the, the Cowboys are a little bit. But you different. like
0: you like John the Taylor, Ben? Have you heard about that? Oh, no, I've heard. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but the Cowboys still have a very good line, and, and Zeke will still be good. I'm, I'm just a little bit concerned about um, just the general, you know, usage. Like he's been been used a lot, and it's it's an overreaction. I'm still drafting him in the top five running backs. I'm I'm not pushing him. Um, out of the first round or anything crazy. Uh, but I am moving him down a little bit because he's been used a ton for four straight years. And I am worried about his receiving more than, than some of these other guys.
1: So how about you all have McCaffrey one and Cook five. Fight it out. Two, three, four. Dave, I'll let you start. You go Zeke, Barkley, Kamara.
3: Yeah, I do. I think I, I look at Zeke and Barkley very similarly. I think that they're both really really good. I think they both have the potential for 2000 total yards. I think the catches favor Saquon, but it might only be by 15, 20 catches when all is said and done. Um, I just I go back to Zeke's reliability. His career success rate in non-PPR, the percentage of the time that he gets at least 10 points in non-PPR is 91%. It's unheard of. No one's ever that efficient. It's like hyper crazy mega Uber Efficient with cheese, and in PPR, he's getting you to that fifteen-point mark eighty percent of the time, and maybe eighty percent's not enough for you, uh, or or maybe fifteen points is enough for you. you want to get to twenty? He's still getting to that mark quite a bit. Saquon's real close to that. I think it's seventy-six percent for Saquon, so they're basically even in that regard too. Is Saquon younger? Sure. Is his offense better? I don't know if it is. I mean, we've already kind of touched on it once already on the podcast, and I think the Cowboys' offense is going to be great. I think adding Ceedee Lamb. Just makes it even easier for Ezekiel Elliott to find rushing lanes. Working with a rushing quarterback makes it easier. And it's a better rushing quarterback than what Saquon has. Much easier for Ezekiel Elliott to rack up yards. And the schedule is where it's at for me. His first four games at the Rams versus the Falcons at Seattle versus Cleveland. Saquon's first four games are against the Steelers, at the Bears, home against the Niners, and then at the Rams. So those first three games are going to be crushing on Saquon. It's going to make it harder on him to get yardage in those games. Than it will be for Zeke. Zeke will get you off to a hotter start. He's been more consistent over his career.
0: I think he's going to end up being the better running back of the two. Not to nitpick, but Daniel Jones was a better running quarterback than Dak last year.
3: As far as get total yardage at the end of the year?
0: Yards and yards per carry. Okay.
1: Yards per game, I'd say he was
0: definitely better. How much better was he, James? Well, just in total yards, he was two yards better. But as we know, he didn't start every game. That mm-hmm. did. Sure. But I don't know how much they're going to use Daniel
3: Jones as a rusher in that offense. Like, are they going to utilize him the same way, you know? Oh, not I, like would imagine. No one does I would that, imagine
0: he, he is going to have to improvise in his rushing. not Right, but are they are they he's. doing RPOs? Uh, oh, I, I would imagine so, yeah. They did,
1: they did. I don't know if you remember the Monday night game against the Cowboys. But they did it quite a bit in that game. They might, but they got okay. a new staff. Don't know. What and, I mean, you
0: know, a lot. Uh, obviously the tie is Jason Garrett. Mm-hmm.
1: Sure. It's tough to have these debates because it is it is nitpicking. Um, all right, Jamie. So, anything you want to any rebuttal?
0: No, I I think the the bottom line is it's you want to have a top six pick because I think do think Michael Thomas should be somewhere in this whether he's six or you know three. Um, and this is why you you know it, it's it, you know we get this question: Do you want to choose your own draft slot? Um, one of the top six picks is is almost like you know. Uh, winning the lottery pretty league because these guys are so impressive the only concern would be at this point is is Dalvin Cook's holdout now you have to factor in his injury and that's the injury history that's the, the scary part about it with him but um, you know I do think that uh, what he showed us last year is you know with Gary Kubiak and what this offensive line looked like and you know if he does play 16 games it, 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 the sky's the limit. You know, we may be discounting him a little bit by what he should be able to do. He was, he, I, I, I was looking at the wrong thing. I apologize. I was looking at half PPR. In full PPR, he was over 20 fantasy points per game last year.
1: So, two, three, four for Dave is Zeke, Barkley, Kamara. Two, three, four for you is what,
0: Jamie? It's Barkley, Kamara, Zeke. Ben?
2: Uh Yes, same. Barkley,
0: Barkley, Barkley Kamara, knows. Zeke. Non PPR, I do take Zeke over, over Kamara. But you still take Barkley. you will take Barkley over Zeke. Barkley's two for me regardless, yes. That will not change. Half, full, none.
1: Ben, do you think that Zeke could kind of uh, start to hit the back end of his career fairly quickly? You know, a la Todd Gurley?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a lesson we're learning um, and, and we've always kind of known about running backs, but, uh, I, I don't want to, I don't think we should overreact too much to Gurley and Le'Veon and David Johnson. Uh, maybe you can throw Melvin Gordon in there. I don't know, but this, this most recent class of guys that are hitting that 26, 27, 28 year old range. Um, there's definitely guys even in, in, a, in the more modern NFL, but the NFL has changed a ton in the last decade, but there are guys that can, that can do it later. Adrian Peterson's a good example. Good players are good for a long time, even at running back. Uh, And Zeke can very, very well do that. Uh, I think, you know, Dave's Dave's kind of brought me around on this point because we've talked about it. And he said, you know, he's made the point basically that Zeke's done this since college. And he's, he's always been very consistent with it. And I think he can continue to, to to carry the load for a couple more seasons. But I just think that at a certain point, there's going to be a drop off. He's going to be 25 to start this year I you know I don't know that you know at 28 29 how how productive he'll still be with these big workloads he's had early in his career and for me it's just uh, a matter of kind of trying to time that and or or not trying to time that I guess just trying to kind of decide that I'm going to try to find the next Zeke kind of thing so uh at the same time I I recognize that he's a top five pick like I said I just don't typically get him I I'll take other guys ahead of him usually and then I don't typically get him but I would draft him if I was you know at five and or four, and I guess five, and the other four that I like went ahead of him, I would take Zeke.
0: I think one thing it's worth noting, and I know we kind of have talked on the air and off the air about this, but it's a crazy 2020. And if he did, in fact, get coronavirus, and if, if he is, in fact, healthy and is now asymptomatic to this or doesn't have a recurrence of this, that's a big thing to factor in, too. Yeah,
1: I know. It's a weird thing to talk about, but we've been asked about it.
0: That, I mean, look, yeah. I, I've heard other people talking, but I think it's worth mentioning, you know, if this is something that's going to be part of our lives that and he's now healthy and fine. And obviously, that's the most important thing. For what we do here, this is uh, this is something to take note of, you know, because if the other players are still potentially, you know, have the ability to contract this, um, they can miss two weeks. Maybe more. Maybe more. Yeah,
1: we don't know for a fact that you can't get it
0: twice, right? But and we don't know for a fact that he has it. It's only been reported,
1: right? And we don't even
2: necessarily know for a fact that he's you know perfectly asymptomatic. That could just be, right? I mean, I you know now I'm getting into conspiracy theories, but that could just be uh, you know something that's being said.
0: It it is it is something to take note. Again, you know there there's going to be so much of this fantasy season that's unknown because the NFL season's unknown and because the world is unknown (laughs) with what's going on. But uh, if in fact you know you want to spin it to you know, potentially fantasy conversation that could be a positive.
1: All right. if he's
3: healthy. And and
0: obviously yeah. that's more important
1: So Ben, just on the record, you're two, three, four for you. Barkley, yeah. Kamara, Zeke.
2: It's uh Saquon, Kamara, okay. um, Zeke. And the other one little concern I would say about Zeke is Tony Pollard's good. I just want to throw that out there. He might get used a little bit more. I mean I know like Zeke's always carried the mail a ton for four straight years, but Tony Pollard's good.
0: New head coach. And Mike yeah. McCarthy may say, I want to save him for the stretch run a little bit. That's a great point to bring up. I don't think Deion Lewis does that to Barkley. <laughs>
1: In non-PPR,
0: you know, But no. Could
3: Latavius Murray do that to Alvin Kamara? Uh, he
0: Maybe. does it on rushing downs already. So. Yeah. yeah.
1: Right. In non-PPR, uh, how many of you are taking Ezekiel Elliott over Alvin Kamara?
3: Me.
0: I will also. Uh, come on, I will ben. take Kamara.
1: I'll take Kamara. Wow.
3: If I'm taking Zeke second in PPR, I'm taking Zeke second. Well that
1: out. I knew yeah, I
2: figured I figured that much
1: out. Come on. I wanted to get
2: everybody's back. All right. That's cool. very close for me, I'll say, Kamara and Zeke and None.
1: Last question then. Why is Dalvin Cook consensus
0: fifth in this group? He's holding out. <laughs> Even before that, though, I think for me it's it's the injury track record for him. It's I don't I think we saw what his ceiling is, which is amazing, which is why he's in this conversation. But um I just, I just think, like, you know, if everybody hits their ceilings, they'll all be better than him.
1: Dave?
2: That's, that's probably fair.
3: I don't like that there's an injury-prone player holding out, and if the holdout extends into and past training camp. I mean, we've been doing this for so long. We've seen it so many times, where most of the time, running backs aren't prepared when they come back. They either have to sit out get their bodies right for a couple of weeks before coming back and even playing in a limited role. That uh, Dalvin Cook won't have a chance to return value, maybe even at sixth overall, if he's holding out that long. So I'm what I'm hoping for is that Dalvin Cook gets a deal done, he's happy, he shows up at the start of training camp, and then we can evaluate him the way we should, which is based on his talent and his role in, in Minnesota's offense. And I think he's going to be a huge part of it. So
1: let me just... You know, be kind of be sarcastic about this. He was on pace for sixty-one catches last year, Dalvin Cook, mm-hmm. and they lost Dalvin Cook, and they lost Stephon Diggs, and what? Now we think his catches are going down. What's up with that?
0: Well, I mean, they did add the greatest receiver ever, according to you and Justin Jefferson.
1: The, the Saints are going to be terrible at home, and Justin Jefferson is the greatest receiver ever.
0: That's the two takeaways I have from our offseason from you Oh, so uh,
1: okay. All right. Yeah. My and ben likes like J.J.
0: Brown. That's, that's that's what I've learned from this podcast.
1: <laughs> no, but to say, you know, does he pick up more of the slack in the passing game?
0: I don't think so. I think 65 catches is probably his ceiling, uh, which isn't bad, but, you know, again, it's... Uh, I don't think things dramatically change. I mean, Gary Kubiak had so much of an imprint on, on what this offense was a year ago that, you know, he's just now get a, gets the official title. Not that Stefanski wasn't the one calling the plays, but I mean, they brought in Kubiak for a reason last year. So, you know, Dalvin Cook's going to be awesome if he's healthy. He's going to have a big role. He's going to catch passes. Um, but you just have to factor in, hold out an injury concern and, you know, maybe the loss of Diggs and no, you know, Jefferson ascending to the heights that you have for him, Adam. Um if, oh, stop. if you took down the green screen, we know that you have a poster <laughs> of him behind there. Um, I, I, I think you know Cook to me is the is is fifth for a reason. He's still great though. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Um, again, we're nitpicking.
2: Yeah, I, I do think though, Adam, it's it's a good question. I pretty much agree with everything Jamie said. But if you're gonna make the case for Cook over Zeke, then it has to start at the receiving work.
1: Okay. All right. That's your top five running backs, wide receivers on Wednesday's show. Let's read some emails at Fantasy What's Football. What's your ranking, <laughs> uh, what's my format, Jamie?
0: Um, half PPR. All
1: right. Let's go Barkley one. Wow. No, just kidding.
0: Uh, just a,
1: kidding. Just kidding. Uh, McCaffrey one. <sighs> I I honestly will continue to flip-flop on Zeke and, and Kamara, and Zeke and, and Barkley. Zeke is, you know, 300 carries every year, and Barkley is probably not going to get that. So, I'll take Barkley by a nose over Zeke because the uh, Giants' run defense is better than the Cowboys'. No. Um, <laughs> I go Zeke, Barkley, Kamara, Cook. Although I really think that if if you told me just per game basis, I think Cook. Yeah, I think Cook's probably better than Kamara in half PPR, not full, but half PPR. But they're all great. The question, I guess, now for everyone is uh, Michael Thomas, where does he slot in?
3: Right now, right. he's watching, uh, ahead of Cook just because of the holdout
0: concerns. But if Cook is is there for the start of training camp, he's behind Cook. Non-PPR or half-PPR, I would put Thomas sixth. PPR, I would put him fourth. I've got Thomas eighth in non-PPR.
2: I want to put Thomas fourth, too. I think... Um, Purely on his own value, you can make a really good case that he should be second. But it does like we know that it, it changes things when you take a run a receiver that high and and especially this year in drafts the running back you know third fourth fifth round it starts to get kind of depressing. So um, the idea of taking a receiver over a surefire running back gets a little bit it gets a little bit tricky for sure.
1: Yeah, by the way, we have a question about that sort of running back depth and that danger zone. Uh, We'll get to that in a moment. First question is from Mitch. Where's he from, Dave? Chicago, Illinois. Dynasty trade mind blown in all caps. That is the subject line. Oh, sorry. Mitch is from a small town east of Cincinnati. Sorry, Dave. My bad. My bad. Uh, Give up Jameis Winston. Receive Daniel Jones. I've talked to loads of people. It's about 50-50 response. Can you lads break the tie? I'm pretty stuck. Giving up Jameis Winston for Daniel Jones in Dynasty. <laughs> How is this a
0: 50 tie? I
2: don't
1: know. What am I missing here?
0: I think the only thing would be is if you were guaranteed to know that Jameis Winston is the heir apparent to Drew Brees. So if that's the case, then it's close. But otherwise, you have to take Daniel Jones. I
2: mean, he's not oh. even starting this year. You're right. If that's the case, it would still only be close because he's like you're it matters that he is not starting this year and you're going to have to hold him. But also he signed like a, what? $2 million deal. Like one of the worst QB
0: deals we've seen in free agency.
3: Hold on. There are incentives. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, if he, boy. if he's a starter for the saints for the next five years, let's just say three years, next three years, who's better, including the year that he sits. So 2021 through 24. Or twenty twenty one through twenty three.
2: I take Winston in that scenario. So but it's
3: it be is close scenario. Huh? No, it, it, it's got to be that scenario. He's yeah. got to impress the Saints so much this year as a backup that they give him a long term deal after this year.
0: Well, I mean, it or? it seems as if based on you know Sean Payton's slipping a few times that this is Breeze's last season. Mm-hmm. Then if he does walk away, is he really going to turn the franchise over to what Taysom will be thirty two at that point? Right. Oh no, I don't know if Taysom is gonna. Well, he keeps be- saying it. <laughs> <I> mean, yeah,
3: <laughs> they're, they're I mean, acting right? like Payton, it.
0: Peyton has made no no uh, no secret how much he likes Taysom Hill, but Jameis makes a ton of sense to be the heir apparent because he's younger. He's got a five thousand yard season on his resume. I mean, he was a former number one overall pick. Um, Just had eye surgery. If if that's the case, <laughs> if that's the case that he's the guy with Michael Thomas and Sean Payton, you'd love to have that, but. Daniel Jones could be better right now for a longer period of time, and, and for a longer period of time. So, so you are going to take um, you are
1: going to take, take Jameis Winston for two years instead of Daniel Jones for three years, with not one James.
3: of those years being no, him. it's three versus four.
1: Oh, well, that's and I am not talking about
2: raw total points. I am just saying, like, who would you rather have? I'd rather have. I would think Winston would be better, and and I am not that confident that Jones is going to be like a difference maker. And so, yeah, I would rather have that guy for three years. That's pretty good,
0: right? So. I guess the question becomes, if you're not starting either guy this year, is it worth the investment of holding on to James? I would probably still take Daniel Jones just because of the uncertainty, but if you're guaranteed to know, like if Sean Payton were to call you and say, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mitch. Mitch. If Sean Payton called Mitch and said, listen, Mitch, in your dynasty league, you know how much I love fantasy. I've talked about it. I Mm -hmm. tweeted about it. I love fantasy football. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm reaching out to you because you had this question. I was listening to Adam Azer and he was his voice just soothes me, as, soothes me as I go to sleep. Yeah, well, um, I lost him today with, with the
1: 0-8 thing. So sorry, so, Sean. Oh,
0: that's right. I, I listen to Adam Azer because he thinks we need fans to be successful. <laughs> um, he motivates me. So here, Mitch, I'm going to tell you right now, Jameis is our guy next year. Hold on to him. Then that's the scenario you do, you hold on to. Him. I can't like, believe this question took 11 minutes of our lives. I yeah, have, let's, I go, have let's go. Jameis, go let's I go. have Jameis in our dynasty league that we share, Adam, and I'm holding on to him. Just to see. Good. But I don't have Daniel Jones. If I had the choice between Daniel Jones and James,
3: if I'd someone choose. came to you with Daniel Jones and offered him straight up to James, Winston, yep. you'd fall over yourself at yep. that trade.
1: Is there? What's a famous bakery? Think of a famous bakery.
3: Nothing There's but it. cake.
1: Nothing but cake. These Daniel Jones and Jameis Winston. These guys got more turnovers than nothing but cake. <laughs> <laughs> it's bundt cake. Nothing bun cake. Oh, nothing bundt cake. Oh, sorry. A lot of turnovers there a lot of turnovers
0: Please okay both of you destroy him in poker <laughs> <laughs> i've
1: been waiting 11 minutes to make that joke this is from tom uh dear catch match batch and gretch in my ppr keeper league <laughs> <laughs> love it i'm planning on going into next season with what i consider three elite wide receivers and an elite tight end michael thomas julio jones chris godwin and george kittle That means, yeah, I'd say you're right. Uh, That means I'm in a big need for running backs. But when I project my options, I'm really uninspired. Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette, maybe Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I love that he put JTT. Maybe Jonathan Taylor. Um, The wide receiver options will likely be DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley, and Robert Woods. Uh, We only start two wide receivers in a flex, so any more wide receivers would not be starters for me. This has led me to consider keeping Josh Jacobs over Julio Jones. And that's madness. Please forgive me, Julio. But I think even in redraft leagues, people have to consider taking good RBs over elite wide receivers as early as late round one, purely because of the drop-off in good running backs. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel?
0: Well, we were just... Well, what's the format? PPR? PPR. We were just in a draft that's half PPR that I believe Chris Harris of Harris Football took Josh Jacobs over Julio Jones. Okay, if but you have full PPR. Receivers
3: are going to be available, and you can add julio to that stockpile as unlikely as it might be that you get him back just to have one stud running back that you might be able to keep for a long time i don't hate it i really don't what I think, number is he picking i don't know but uh, i think i think I it's the right i think
1: it's the right move guys because you're right dave like he it's could get supply and demand dj Moore, calvin ridley robert woods or melvin gordon leonard fournette jonathan taylor so you keep the running back and you get a better wide receiver. Yeah, I think you. Well, keep Ben, what guys. would
0: you rather have? Would you rather have Josh Jacobs and I'm not gonna give you DJ more because you love him too much, or Calvin Ridley? Would you rather have Josh Jacobs and Robert Woods or Julio Jones and Melvin Gordon?
2: I'd rather have Jacobs and and Woods, and I I was just gonna say like I, I don't think I think the point the question is a good question. The specific one I I don't think is as I think we kind of all agree as much madness as the 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 listener thinks because I, I think you can just take Josh Jacobs over Julio I mean especially in the keeper I, I think that's fine
1: okay last question this is from Aaron from the submarine capital of the world
3: um probably would be Philadelphia Pennsylvania hmm, maybe yeah
1: hey Gordy Al Barry and Isaiah I, I know it
2: Gordy how Isaiah Thomas
1: yep yep keep going Detroit Barry, Detroit, Detroit, Barry Sanders, and Al Kaline. K-line. I'm in a half PPR 12-team Dynasty League. So would
0: the submarine capital of America be Detroit? It seems like
1: it might be, yeah. All right, half I PPR thought you were talking about sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Give up Devontae Adams, Debo Samuel, and Devin Singletary. Get Saquon Barkley, Carson Wentz, and a 2021 second rounder. Adams, yes, Debo, sir. and Singletary for Barkley Wentz in 2021 second rounder. Yes.
2: Yep. Okay.
3: Any deal where you're getting Saquon Barkley is usually a good deal.
1: Well, that's going to conclude our running back show. Thanks a lot to mostly Ben. Thanks, Ben. This is your show. You nailed it, man.
2: <laughs> hey, I appreciate it. <laughs> Just do my best.
1: See you tonight at the poker table, everybody. Twitch.com slash FF today. Talk to you tomorrow with a wide receiver episode. I don't even know who the consensus top five is at wide receiver. I'm looking forward to figuring that out. And we'll have a lot of
3: We're going to be talking about DeAndre Hopkins quite a bit.
1: Did he make the consensus top five?
3: I'm not he even sure. In Some of people's top five. He, he might some. not. Yeah.
1: Okay.
2: Behind DJ Moore for me.
1: So. <laughs>
3: okay. It's going to be Michael
1: Thomas, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Julio Jones, who is going to be. Number five. Godwin. Probably going to be Godwin. find out. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Adam with Dave, with Jamie, with Ben. Talk to you tomorrow. No, 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 no.